Welcome this Sunday evening and a happy Independence Day. A happy 4th of July to our American listeners. We have quite a few, I know, around or listening to us. And also here, of course, in lovely downtown Moscow. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am Alan Moore, and I am going to bring you the very best news, views, reviews, previews, and interviews in the world of sports here on Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. Folks, we have a very, very great show for you lined up tonight. It is really going to be a lot of fun because in just a moment, we're going to speak football with uh, our man in Siberia and our legal eagle, of course, they are Andrew Flint and Isil Cody they're here with they're actually waiting on the line right now to speak just saying Alan come on get through it because uh, I went over a little bit in the last moment with the song in part two we're going to have a great chat of course with Anastasia Pivovarova the well I say former tennis star but she's ne- there's no such thing as a former sports or former tennis star or anything like that they're always still a star uh, she's going to speak about life after sports a project she's working on to um, to increase the chances or improve the careers for a lot of athletes 
after sport because of course that gets forgotten about by many many when you're actually in the, the heat of battle and of course respect in sport because we had a, a rather unfortunate incident this past week uh, between a tennis player and a footballer so we're going to cover that as well and of course then in part three we have the big fat filthy quiz now it's been an absolutely packed weekend of sports so we're going to round up just a little bit for you guys yes of course um well, the Czech Republic, they bowed out of the Europeans. They lost 2-1 to the uh, Dirty Danes. Then England, they eased past Ukraine 4-0. That's set, of course, England and Denmark, which will be on Wednesday evening, 10 o'clock Moscow time. And Spain and Italy, of course, they both won their semi- or, sorry, quarterfinals earlier on. They'll be playing on Tuesday night. So, OK, earlier today, Formula One trundled along in Austria at the Red Bull ring. And the race was won by Red Bull's Max Verstappen. Uh, he is now well out in the lead in the Formula 1 Championship on 182 points. 32 points, of course, ahead of Lewis Hamilton and a whopping 81 ahead of uh, Sergio Ramos. Or Ramos? Okay, I'll double-check that, folks. Okay, uh, Ben O'Connor, the Australian, the first-timer in Tour de France. He won the massive stage, a very, very mountainous stage up to teen in France. Uh, so, uh, he really, really, he took, he almost took the, the yellow jersey uh, from Tade Pogacar from Slovenia. He was, um, you know, he's now only two minutes behind the Slovenia because the Slovenia just literally motored away and I'm using that in the loosest possible sense. We know how we, this goes, folks. Uh, of course, there are no Russians remaining in the 165 riders and they're expecting, even though tomorrow's a rest day, there should be two or three riders pulling out. Okay, in tennis, there's good news from the Russian uh, men's side. Uh, Andrew Rublev, he is fighting for a quarterfinal spot. He's playing Martin Fukusovic, uh, oh my goodness, of, of Hungary for a quarterfinal spot. Karin Kachanov, he is also in the same position. He's playing the uh, son, well he's US now uh, son of Czech legend Peter Korda Sebastian uh, and then Dan- Daniel, Daniel Medvedev he is playing Poland's 14th seed, Hubi Hurkiewicz uh, Hurkiewicz uh, in the fourth round as well. In the ladies singles, it's not been great for Russian ladies um, players, however Ludmila Samsonova, she is playing Karolina Pliskova for a place in the quarterfinal as well but in women's doubles or ladies uh, doubles tennis, there are four Russians remaining uh, fighting for quarterfinal spots. Okay, straight away on the line, uh, I'm going to speak with Andrew Flint. Andrew, okay, straight away, I'm just going to, oh, sorry, before I do, of course, we have uh, Effie's in the studio, so she's going to cover our, uh, she's going to give us her predictions because she's been dead right so far the whole way through. Effie, had a good week so far? Yeah, good week, sir. Okay, very, very good. Um, okay, and uh, we're going straight on the line to Andrew Flint. Andrew, can you hear us well? I certainly can. How are you doing, um? Very, very good. Listen, Andrew, uh, yesterday, huge win for England, uh, silencing the doubters of Mr. Southgate, but was that the sort of the uh, Indian summer for England? I've got to be honest, it was a very, very strange match because the first half was very, very dull on both sides. Um, I mean, England taking the lead early on pretty much killed off the game, but Ukraine didn't really look desperately interested. It was just very strange. And then they they just fell off the edge of a cliff in the second half um, their defending was all over the place and 4-0 flatters England in a way but um, it's not going to silence all the doubters because a lot of the doubters are not happy even if you win everything they want you to win and play brilliant beautiful flowing football too and it wasn't that but a win is a win we're in the semi-final I'm happy 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the win against Germany was was massive. I mean, that that was a very very good win. That uh, was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, and and again, right before <laughs> I tweeted out, I was like, you know, the amount of like these, you know, the football manager kids who are sitting at home on Twitter, kind of going, "What the hell is Southgate doing?" You know, he doesn't know what he's doing, and I'm thinking, my God, all these pro licensed coaches that FIFA have yet to discover in in bedrooms around England. They knew how to play better than Gareth Southgate. But again, he is doing the it's, job. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane, Alan. I doubted his selection before the Germany game because I thought it was far too defensive. It was about the most perfectly executed plan I've seen. Not because it was genius, but because it was a, a plan that he chose. It was sensible and he stuck to it. I mean, there's some statistics out of this tournament which I think are astonishing. England haven't conceded a goal yet. They've taken something like three times fewer shots on goal than all the other quarter-finalists, and yet they've scored 20% of them. So, I mean, can you really say that is not very, very good management? He's right. still not got the best out of his best attacking players yet. Exactly. And I mean, when you see him like bringing on Marcus Rashford at the end of the game, you're thinking, uh, this is actually quite a decent side. They also work very well from set pieces <laughs> and set pieces and even the way they're playing their crosses in. They set pieces are statistically, if you do them right, they will deliver. I mean, it's something that, you know, teams yeah. kind of do neglect working on. They think, oh, we just play this lovely free foam football and tippy tap of crap. But it doesn't, or tiki tack or whatever, it doesn't, I don't know, it's paying off much, much more for Gareth. Um, okay, just very, very quickly, before we, we, we bring in Eastolt, uh, who's probably on the verge of being murdered by her housemates, um, uh, <laughs> and I've been very serious about that, because uh, I would kill her if I was her housemate. Uh, okay, so, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not encouraging murder by, like, <laughs> a cork man and two huskies. That's not a good thing. Right, very, very, <laughs> I'm sorry. Easel. It's not normally this early in the show it goes this far. No, 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 no. We usually wait till the, the quiz until we just fall apart altogether. Right, uh, Andrew, um, looking ahead to Wednesday, 10 o'clock Moscow time, up against the Dirty Danes. Um, do England just have that little bit too much or are the Danes going to, like, edge them out? Well, I mean, uh, the Denmark have a huge amount of momentum and how they've picked themselves up after what was a really, really nerve-wracking, shocking first match for fairly obvious reasons. They deserve a huge amount of credit. But what I would point out is that England's plan has not really changed much throughout the tournament and they still have barely touched using Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, who can open up defences for fun. So... Yeah, on paper, it should be a no-brainer, um, as long as Gareth gets his tactics right, and so far he has. So, England are favourites, but it's definitely not a foregone conclusion. Okay. Eastold, um I know that now you've got, you went out today at uh, some, uh, was it Ikea, and you bought a Danish flag. Um, <laughs> or, or was it or was it the order of, of uh, Malta flag, it could be, actually, as well. But um, you're, you're hoping for a Danish dynamite win on Wednesday. Well, I think being Irish, you know, the Danes haven't really done us any favours over the I last agree. few years. Well, however, I think maybe I'm, I, uh, it's not just my bias against England, which is very strong, but I think the Danish story in this tournament, in a tournament that's been delayed a year, in a tournament where we've seen games like with small amounts of fans, and then we've seen other games where we full stadiums, I think it matters to see this story through to the end and if that means the mighty England with the most conservative of tacticians have to fall then I'm okay with that but I I think as Andrew rightly said it's difficult to see 
who is going to score against England because even though it is mind-numbingly dull in terms of tactics, it works. Okay, no, that it's is... Just, can, I, can, I just, can I just point out here, um, it is, uh, so I have to say this, it is the first capped Irishman to make a semi-final of a major oh, tournament. Here, it's stop, key to keeping stop. out those goals. Stop. Oh, oh. Stop. Oh, that... that Necessary. And, 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 listen, and, and I, I pointed out to, to, to Effie yesterday evening that the first goal scored by Denmark was by an Irishman, Tom Stellini, yeah. of course, um, the son of famine immigrants. Um, the first goal scored by England was scored by an Irishman. Second goal, I mean, Harry Kane's dad is from Galway, you know, and then you've got Rice and Grealish there as well. Um, I, I don't know. And then Declan Rice with Yarmolenko, like, you know, it's just with players all over the world and Finland as well Finland as well O'Shaughnessy we supplied them with one of their best players the guy who scored against Den- Denmark I mean your race is Irish guys it is oh, but listen, I'm telling you like, look, look at what we've done because we spread in that manner we <laughs> we're a good Catholic country next thing you know there's 50 in your village of that only had 20 the day before <laughs> we like multiply like a very bad bacteria that's true okay um, <laughs> speaking of bacteria or at least what you'd find in their food Italy and Spain uh, they're playing on Tuesday uh, we can't overlook that because the, the winners are coming from that semi-final um Italy, Italy are the odds on favourites. Roberto Mancini, who is called you know, one of the worst coaches he's ever dealt with by Artem Juba, <laughs> and a lot of Russians like were really like again the the best, the best uh, for Mancini, and he was annoyed at me about that when I repeated. And was it actually wasn't me who said it. Actually, it was a friend of ours, Ivan um, from from uh, Sport Daily, said that you know you don't need a Ferrari to drive across the Russian taiga, you know, in terms of like you know, Mancini uh, coaching the Zenith. But could it could it become undone by Spain, Isolt? I think the one thing we we have seen about Spain is they have, to an extent. Now I know obviously penalties you don't fluke your way there, but they have almost come a cropper on several occasions, and they haven't played well, which makes me worry. Will Italy be necessarily as worried about Spain as they should be? But I think the players in the Spanish team mean that Italy are unlikely to fully underestimate them, and I think. For you know, if things go the wrong way on the other side of the draw, we want Italy in the final. They are the best chance of keeping football far away from coming supposedly home. Okay, well, so, football's not coming home. Okay, uh, Andrew. <laughs> all right, uh, who would you prefer to to to? Uh, well, there's not a third place playoff, but who would you prefer to play in the third place place uh, place playoff? Italy or Spain? <laughs> well, thankfully, because for a number of reasons we won't have to worry about that. Um, the other way round would be. Spain would be the team I would like to take on. Um, I mean, Italy and Spain are both wonderfully talented, but I think Italy just have that cohesion. They have that. It's not just the tub-thumping way they sing the national anthem. It's the, the, the way they <laughs> Tub-thumping. Oh, together. my God. Um, You're going to get knocked down, but you won't be getting back up again. Right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Effie, you, you were looking at statistics of Italy and Spain, and you, 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 you have your prediction who's going to win that game. Yes, well, actually, Alan, uh, Italians have impressed the world with their brilliance in attack as well uh, as their world-class defending, which have seen which have seen them overcome a strong Belgium side, setting up an encounter with the Spanish side, who also survived a Swiss scare to reach the semis. But Alan, I said, like Italy would be the favourites to win against Spain. Okay, so you're okay, Italy's okay. And you go for England over Denmark as well? <laughs> yes. Of oh, course. okay, there you go, Andrew. Okay, so we've got, uh, so Effie saying Italy and uh, England. Um, yes, because 
they have proven that they, they aren't just a collection of talented uh, players, but a well-managed team capable of adjusting to their opponents. Okay. By doing, yeah, so, so, by doing so again in uh, Wembley on Wednesday, they will be able to get through to of the Of course, because both games are in Wembley. Um, Eastel, who do you reckon, Italy or Spain? Italy. Italy. Andrew? Much more firepower. Okay, Andrew, Italy or Spain? Italy, I think, will win that one. Okay, and then going on to the next game, uh, England or Denmark? Uh, okay, we already know that Effie's put her flag on England. Eselt? I will never raise an English flag. Come on, Denmark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember Clontarf. Remember Clontarf. 10-14, we beat the Danes, but we also beat ourselves by losing our king in the same battle. Okay, Andrew, um, you're going for England, of course. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Okay, now we were hoping to get, we will, uh, at the very start of the next second, we'll speak with Shikari Richardson, but we're joined now in the studio by Ansia Pivovara. Ansia, you're very welcome to Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. Thank you very much. I'm oh. happy to be here. Okay, now I know you're a multi-sports fan, and of course you're a football fan as well. Who do you think, because we'll ask you, who do you think is going to win between Italy and Spain? I would root for Spain. Oh, okay. The only, okay, and Italy, Denmark. Uh, I like to support, you know, underdogs, and uh, in this case, I would support Denmark. Oh, there you go, Iselt, a woman after your own heart. <laughs> okay, now of course, Anastasia, she's staying with us. We're going to go to the break in just a moment. Uh, we'll come back. The guy's going to be on the line with us. We're going to speak about uh, very, very quickly a Shikari Richardson incident um, right after the break, and then we're going to have a very good chat with Anastasia. So we're going to the break right now because, of course, the party started. We are warming up. We're building up for the semi-finals this week, and of course, then to the final between Italy and Denmark next Sunday. Um, Andrew will be groaning there in two men. Uh, but we're going to go out with Welcome to the Party by Diplo. Back after this with more sports. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Я Константин Хабенский и я выбираю Иви, потому что Иви выбирает кино. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви, скорее, к истории. Реклама 18 плюс. Ladies and gentlemen, Capital Sports is delighted to bring you this segment. Thanks to our partnership with Match Business Consulting, the one-stop shop for all your sports events and management needs. And we're going to go back to the phone or Skype right now because uh, we we have to finish up one uh, initial thing that's really, really interesting. Uh, last week, last week on the outro when Derek was here and I mentioned, we were going to have a chat about it, but I mentioned... Jakari Richardson, okay, the absolute standout, unbelievably fast, good sprinter from America, from Louisiana State University. And I said, something's going to happen to her by the end of the week. It's not going to end well for her because it just, there was, there was something really weird coming down. And I was speaking with people who are working with anti-doping. They said, like, she, she's sort of a little bit off the rails at the moment. Now, she subsequently uh, ran in Jamaica and tested positive for marijuana. Yes, exactly, in Jamaica. There you go. Um, a lot of people are laughing about it. A lot of people, this is nuts. People saying she shouldn't be banned and so on. She's going to miss the Olympics, uh, most likely, because she's suspended for one month. Uh, the American, uh, a lot of the American media are, are appealing for her to be allowed to compete. Um, Isil Cody, you are completely against her competing, correct? Um, yes, so I would question how we determine what are performance enhancing and what are not performance enhancing drugs and um, that maybe they're obviously there are um, reviews of the list continually but a lot of people are up in arms because of the fact that it's a cannabinoid that has been found in her system so a drug uh, found in cannabis but the point is the rules are universally applicable to everyone if you don't like the rules you don't get to compete that's how sport works yeah, I mean, and she did. I mean, I, I, I listened to her midweek on NBC and when she spoke, she kept being so like, you know, oh, the haters, they'll, they'll be happy that I'm missing out. And it's like, no, that's no, 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 Shikari, that's not really what you should be doing. Um, because even some other US stars or track stars have sort of said, oh, look, it's picking on America. They're after America. That's what they're doing. If we she ha- was Russian or if she was from another country where there have been 
outcries about their athletes perform their athletes participating do you think that we would have her on a mainstream tv show in america getting to give her side of things no and and of course uh, i mean when you know alexander uh, alexander sorry ocasio cortez the uh, very high profile us politician she she came out and said that this is racial oh. profiling andrew flint is this racial profiling because it seems to be a lot of you know colored sprinters and coloured runners, well, except Shelby Hulahan, who had her burrito, of course. But a lot of American coloured athletes are, are failing tests. Well, I mean, it's, it's just the laziest um, stick to try and bash people with to say it's racial profiling, because once you say it, mud sticks. Um, no, obviously it's not. Um, and it, like he sort of said, you can debate whether or not marijuana should or not be a substance that disqualifies you from competing as long as you want. The fact is, you knew it was because it's in the rules. And any athlete who says, whether it's burrito or marijuana or whatever else, I didn't know what it was. If that's an excuse, then you're an idiot. You, for that alone, for that level of stupidity, you shouldn't be allowed to compete because the rules are there in black and white. Now it's she did. Really that simple. Yeah, she did say that she was smoking because she just learned about the death of her birth mother, and she has no contact with her birth mother. She um, she got upset and you know wanted to relax and so on. So okay, that's that's what she did. She, uh, she, she did she did hear the news in an interview as well, from what I understood. Yeah, exactly. Which, to be yeah. fair, is, yeah. is, is it is a traumatizing thing, and that is a uh, that is awful. But it is a separate issue. I hate it. Sounds callous and cold, but it's a separate issue to are you qualified or not to sprint? Yeah, you're weak. From the biggest tournament of your life and your gut reaction is to go to like go and drink or do something that you know <laughs> isn't going to ruin the biggest moment and the biggest stage of your life it's a very nuclear reaction for someone to make and understandable with grief but this is the only thing you have to avoid as an athlete is whatever is on the list of prohibited substances yeah i mean no, we, we we we've gone through that with with russian athletes when meldonium was done and so on and we we you know, it can slip by sometimes, but then once it becomes quite famous and everyone, like you, you, you are told about it and you see what's happening, then you kind of go, oh, oh, okay, I'll move back a little bit. But okay, listen, we're going to move on from that. So I know Andrew's going to head away. Isolde is going to stay with us uh, because we're going to speak with our studio guest a little bit more, uh, Anthea Pimvar, of course, who was once, well, not well, she was once, uh, a Grand Slam player, um, and I mean, a very, very fine player. And I remember the, the first time I actually saw you play properly was in, and you're not going to like me for reminding you of this, 2011 in the qualifiers for the uh, Moscow Open, the Kremlin Cup, and you lost. Okay, so I'm sorry. That this was, I'd seen you play before on TV, but then I saw you play live, and you lost. I, I had a player playing earlier on, she lost, and then you lost to a player who I went on to manage, and I was just thinking... Uh, you know, I would manage this girl, Anastasia, because you had huge potential. So, you know... That's what everybody said. <laughs> yeah, and why, why are you here? Because looking at the, the age profile of tennis players in Wimbledon, why are you, why are you not playing tennis? Uh, it's a little mystery because I had a lot of injuries dur during my career. And uh, why they were happening, we still uh, didn't understand because I had best uh, specialists with, uh, working with me, physiotherapists, uh, trainers and uh, coaches. But still, I was uh, getting injured all the time and it's really difficult to keep, uh, to stay on tour, to keep those points, you know, because they're burning yeah. <laughs> every year and you have to uh, defend them. So it's really difficult to play half year and then half year to be injured and it's a lot of stress for your body so at the end uh, I couldn't couldn't make it anymore. 
I mean, you, you played against some of the, the top players in the world, like, you know, Carlin Wozniacki and so on. I mean, that's just one player who I, I know you played against. You played against players who, uh, the, the girl who beat you that day in 2011, I'm sorry about this, in October <laughs> 2011, I wouldn't even say the date, but anyway, it was uh, uh, Vitaly Diachenko, and she's playing right now. Like she, again, she's had her own injury worries as well, and she's playing in Wimbledon this year. I think she lost in the doubles, as far as I remember. Um, but when you look at the players now, do you think that I could still play? Uh, yes, if I was uh, not injured, if I knew that mm, I'm healthy enough to play, of course, I I know that my level is uh, high enough to be there and uh, it's, a li- it's a little disappointing, but I did my best and there's nothing you can do when the health comes at your way. <laughs> okay, now in saying that, and one reason, well, a main reason you're here to speak was tonight is... Um, Throughout your tennis career, and a lot of Russian athletes, athletes in general, especially Russian athletes, um, kind of they they kind of study a little bit, or they don't really study; they just kind of like get ticked off. But you studied while you're a tennis player. You studied when you took time off, when you came back then a, a few years ago, and you're continuing to study now. Why is education so important for you? It was uh, important from the beginning for me because my parents, uh, my parents insisted that I that I have a degree in economics so I had time again to study because I was injured normally you don't have that much time so I don't judge uh, other athletes because they don't study because it's really difficult to um, to make some free time for your university degree um, but you have time for small things you know you can be very selective what you like you can uh, Take a look because there are many courses and uh, there are many uh, study programs online. So right now it's really uh, easy to do because uh, like 10 years ago when I was studying, we didn't have these opportunities. There was no Zoom. Exactly. Isil, do you have a question? You jump in. So when you were studying, just actually that, that's what struck, out, um, struck me that obviously it was pre-Zoom and how did you actually manage to fit that in? And was there, I suppose, from your coach's perspective, were they encouraging you to look at things outside of tennis and for a career after tennis? Because no career in tennis goes on indefinitely. Uh, actually, it was the opposite because coaches, managers, they don't really um, like when you're distracted into something. Mm-hmm. It was 10 years ago. I, I'm sure that right now the situation is different because uh, right now athlete is much more than just a sportsman. You need to know how to communicate. You know, you need to know how to present yourself, you know, to know the values and some simple things to be a good person, you know, interesting personality. So uh, right now, I think managers are more into uh, (laughs) self-development than it was 10 years years ago. And in my case, uh, it was more from my parents' side, not from the coaching or managers. It's a good position now to, I suppose, advise young athletes and kind of explain to them now the importance of striving to go further so they're prepared for outside their career. And do you mind me asking, was your interest in areas to study related to sport or was it a totally different interest area? Because obviously economics is very different and aside from that, but did you have an interest in it from a sporting side or going down anything to do related to tennis or did you want to go totally different in terms of post-tennis career? 
I would say that from the age of 16, uh, of course, I really love tennis and I love to play. Uh, I had a passion for the game, but I always knew that after my career, I will do something different because uh, I had uh, good opportunities and like I, ha I had other talents as well. <laughs> so I had, I had my brain, <laughs> which I wanted to use. And I always knew that I won't be coaching or doing anything like on the court and I wanted to use all the opportunities to prepare myself for the outside uh, development outside of the court like management or um, yeah, some, so, something in this in this direction but not on the court so uh, I knew that I had to prepare myself for that and that's what you've done now because you continue to study on and you work on a project to help prepare athletes for the post sports career because again you know, as John Jaw, as a famous Irish footballer, said, you sign your first pro contract as a footballer at 16. You finish your career at 36, but you're still 16. You haven't actually progressed anything. You haven't grown up. What are you doing? What are you planning to do to help young athletes? And, and not just young athletes, but athletes in general. I'm great that you mentioned the age uh, difficulty because uh, it's true that you're signing your contract at the age of 16, you finish around 30, 40 years old, but you're still this young person inside because you missed some parts of your life and you need to catch up. So during your career, it's important that managers or coaches or your parents, they track you uh, on what's happening like outside of your field or court or anything, you know outside of sports life um, and right now we're working on a program to uh, prepare athletes for that and they can choose a personal uh, personal program which can include um, some basics of law law degree economics uh, management for example, if uh, even in simple things, when you get into into a marriage, you need to know like what is waiting for you and how to prepare a contract and some just simple, simple things, you know. Because I just can say that we we've discussed in the show before. Isil can uh, give me the better stats, but I think half of footballers, like in in England anyway, when they retire within two years, they're divorced. And they usually lose most of their money. And we see in America, exactly. uh, with NFL players are bankrupt. Like half of them are in serious financial difficulties. And again, it's like when they, they've divorced, they get married again, divorced again, and suddenly these huge salaries disappear. Isil, do you, you have a follow-up on, on, on that, don't you? On the area, I suppose, of the mismanagement and not getting to a stage where they're in a position that they understand. I suppose, obviously, by the sounds of things, you're very, very lucky in that your parents were encouraging you down the right route and always being conscious of you having skills outside of tennis. There are a lot, though, of athletes whose parents are the main drivers behind their career and I suppose, to an extent, don't want them looking outside their career. And how do you kind of help with an athlete or come up with a plan that incorporates they're doing stuff outside of sports with the encouragement of their parents or do you have to get parents on board to that as well? I think uh, parent inside is uh, really difficult because I, <laughs> I also had an opportunity in my during my Skolkova degree um, to track all the um, education part and to communicate with parents is really, really difficult. So we taken this part aside and uh, as I see that, I think that 
um, in the management companies when they sign a player, they should have a person who would be like a career coach for them, like outside their their professional career, who will uh, manage uh, all their difficulties, you know, wh- whatever they need, and also help, for example, with the... Um, uh, relationships, you know, even with parents or with their girlfriends, boyfriends, you know, how to communicate, how to build the re- relationship. You also need this okay. because uh, players are kind of helpless and not everybody has good communication with the parents as well. So they need they help. Live in a yeah, they live in a bubble. And of course, I mean, I think we need to also look after uh, people with their pets as well, especially huskies in uh, Esel's case. Um, I know Andrew Flint is still in the lineup now. And you have a question, because we're going to go to the break in just a moment. So uh, I'll leave the, the last question to you, Andrew. Yeah, I, I just I was really interested about the support network you mentioned about the, the education and the, you know, the human aspect as well. But what is, what? What is the support network between peers, between competitors? These are people you've got to beat to 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 get to the late stages of tournaments and, and earn more money, um, prize money. But what is the genuine support between tennis players themselves on the circuit like? Uh, there's a difference between men's and women's players because uh, she's laughing. So because, yeah, <laughs> it's a huge difference because I've never seen anything Either like. I didn't understand the question. Or... <laughs> so, now you know. So, how do tennis players help each other, or do they help each other? Uh, no, actually, on tour, uh, players help each other, but it's more like between men and women mostly. Like, if you need. If you need a help with a, with a warm-up or if you need some extra tickets, yeah. extra badges, you will, uh, you will ask for some players. But mainly, um, like in my case, I would ask some guys on tour. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> because trust me, there is no... Easier. Yeah, because with girls, it's kill or be killed. With guys, this is true. When, go- when male tennis players go around, they usually hang out together, they go drinking together. They par- like, but with women, as soon as the game's over, they... They, they split. Uh, is it, no, it's okay. This is just actually. men and women in general. Oh, well, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> right, listen, we're not going to go down. We're, we're going to get into trouble now. So, listen, we're going to have to go into the break. <laughs> Easton and Andrew, thank you very, very much. Oh, Andrew's staying on with us for the Big Five Filthy Quiz. Uh, and Sia is going to stay with us as well. She's going to suffer through that in just a few, few moments. So, uh, folks, that segment was brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. We're going into the break right now because a very appropriate song. It wasn't picked for this, but it could have been. This is Sigma and Paloma Faith and Changing. Back after this with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Held down heaven now, living in the same town, trying to find something new. Broken picture frame, I've been frozen in, trying to find a better view. This ain't me, this ain't cool, this ain't
folks welcome back uh, I know you enjoyed it because actually that song was the one that I think was playing for the English Premier League uh, quite often like you know and it's kind of like it's a good kind of sports event song you hear so things are changing things are changing okay so uh, of course Effie is here with us she wasn't expecting to take part in the quiz this week but she's forced into action forced off the substitute's bench uh, she's going first Derek you're there you're going to go you're ready to go as well Okay, that is good stuff. Um, Alex B isn't there. Peter P, uh, Alex, Alex is is in hiding, is he? He is in hiding, in fact. But oh. first and uh, first of all, I wanna I wanna uh, shout out all my American listeners. Wish everybody a happy Independence Day. Yeah, as you all know, on this day, uh, we thank Will Smith from saving us from the aliens <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, Peter, you, you're losing your passport, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, okay, very, very good. Right, for the record, that was a joke, please, please, <laughs> don't take it seriously. Listen, you've already got us travel into trouble with so many countries, between you and Alex. We've had Georgians complaining about us when he said he was going to kill a Georgian uh, basketball player. We had you and him insulting Wales, the entire country of Wales, writing to us. We've had English cyclists writing to us, complaining. 
Oh, goodness me. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> all I've got to say is thanks, thank God it's it's the pandemic right now and we all have to <laughs> sit at home. Otherwise, I'll be, I'll be dead probably. Yeah, you, he's in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> in a bunker with Andy Mack, but that's not a yeah, place I'll you want. To, I'll have to move in with Andy and his <laughs> No, no, please God, no. Okay, it's just like, no, that, that will not end well. Trust me. <laughs> all right, so Alex B. Oh, you, 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 you you you've done that <laughs> yeah unfortunately yeah, I have seen the dark side of the moon um, right uh, Anastasia she's going to be going there next then Andrew and then Peter Pierce coming out Peter you also have a bit of a uh, an NBA and NHL roundup for us so uh, you have a minute to tell us what's happening because of course it is the NBA finals and the last game coming up for the Stanley Cup possibly yeah 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 so I'll I'm coming. I'm coming with the hottest uh, reviews and previews right here. So uh, in NBA, we have uh, the Suns facing off against Bucks. Very anticipated game uh, of the the play the the finals that is. And in Stanley Cup, I gotta shout out my man Nikita Kucherov of the Tampa Bay Lightning because they they are. And again, thank God. I, th- I think that's what, one of the reasons why uh, Alex didn't show up today is because they're completely demolishing. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> in the finals right now. It's 3-0. And uh, the final game is, I believe, Tuesday, July 6th. So, That's right. I don't know. I, I really wish I really wish that Montreal would get this one. So the the game, like, we'll, we'll have, a, like, a, an extra game or two. But surely doesn't look like that because they're completely, they're getting completely demolished. Yeah. And, of course, uh, as, as, as Alex uh, is a big fan of MMA, uh, MMA and UFC, we have... Uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, number three—the fight that settled them all, as they as as they say. And of course, and of course, the most important event uh, in uh, recent sports history: uh, Joey Chestnut, the competitive <laughs> eater, sets a new world record: seventy-six hot dogs in ten minutes. <laughs> a big round of applause to that man. Okay, well done, well done. That that is that you're challenging, challenging your inner Alex B. Okay, those games, of course, the NBA playoffs. It's game one of the NBA playoffs, the finals. Uh, the Bucks and the Suns. That is in Phoenix, Arizona. Suns home ground. Uh, that is at four a.m. on Tuesday morning Moscow time. And of course, the NHL, the possibly the final game of the Stanley Cup series. The Canadiens trailing. 3-0. That game then is in the Bell Centre in Montreal, Quebec, and that is at 3 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Okay, we're going to get underway right. Going to get underway right away. Um, we kind of picked some interesting kind of uh, topics. Okay, so it's going to be fun. So, if uh, you you are first up, okay. So these are Wimbledon ladies tennis seeds. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is the way it's lined up for you. So uh, the first one. I need the, the family name. I need her the seeding. So she's obviously in the top 32, and her country. So. Uh, so first, the family name of Ons. 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 Yeah, her family name. What's her family? Name? That's her first name. <laughs> oh, just Ons. It's eleven in French. Or no? <laughs> Ons twelve. No, no, Ons twelve. <laughs> eleven, twelve. No, <laughs> it's Ons Jabour. But okay, what country is she from? Jabour. Yeah. Sounds African, maybe. No. Chinese? <laughs> no, no, Tunisia. Christ. Well, Africa, Tunisian is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is in Africa. Yeah, well, you said South Africa. 
I said, sounds like African. Why would you say? Yeah, but it Africa's in a tar- like That's like saying, oh yeah, I'm from Europe, but like <laughs> Europe's quite a big. <laughs> All right, and between one and <laughs> between one and thirty-two. Okay, I'll give you between twenty and twenty-five. What is her her seed number? Twenty-three. Twenty-one. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Close, but no cigar. <laughs> right, Derek, this is for you, right? So, Annette. Annette. Something you catch fish in. Annette. Annette. So, I'm supposed to say the first name, right? Yeah, that's the first name. You to say then her family name. So, her... her ah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to rhyme. Be Annette Jeanette. Annette Jeanette. <laughs> no, cultivate, cultivate. Okay, what is her seed number and her country? So... Her seed is between 20 and 25, and it's not number 21. Okay, what's her, what's her last name again? Her <laughs> other name? Contavite. Contavite. Contavite, Contavite. Hmm. Um, her seed number should be, <laughs> I don't know, but maybe like nine. No, no, zero for that. I said between 20 and 25, and it's not 21. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, no, but no, no. Okay, go on, quick. <laughs> Quick, I'm giving you a chance. No, 24. And what's her country? Quickly, what's her country? Country is uh, Netherlands. <laughs> no, Estonia. Okay. All right, answer C. It's up to you. All right. Uh, Kiki. Kiki. Kiki Bertens. Very good. Okay. Uh, that's five points. And uh, what is her seed number? Her seed number. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's a tricky question. I'd say seven. Oh, 17, 17. And her, oh, con- or her country? Netherlands. <laughs> Netherlands. That's 10 points. Okay. So, all right, I Andrew. I believe in her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andrew, over to you. Okay. So, Elise, Elise, or Elise. Uh, oh, Christ alive. Um, can I guess? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to ask for a clue. Come on, come on. I'm going to get this. Elise. Oh, God. I have no idea. Elise Magic. No, no, Mertens. Okay, go on. What is her seed number? I'll give you a, a chance between 10 and 20. <laughs> All right, well, seeing as some song, lucky, I'll go for 13. Oh, oh, well done. Well done. You got it right. And her country? <laughs> her country? <laughs> I, get that right? Sorry, I knew that. I knew that. Go on. Her country? Her country, quick. Mertens. Belgium because of Dries Mertens. Well done, well done, well done. 10 points for you. Okay, Peter P. Please, Peter P. Do this one, okay? All right. Um, Veronica. Veronica. Uh, Veronica Canelli. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, see, I, I'm assuming she's Italian. No, she's not Italian. <laughs> she's not Italian. Okay. Right. What's her. Okay, her seed number is between number. 26 and 30. I'll go with 28. No, ah, 29. Okay, and her country. It's not Italy. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> Slovakia. Slo- Slovakia. Slovakia. Russia. <laughs> oh, jeez. Russia, okay, this is the... Oh. Mi- <laughs> I was going to give you an American one, but I said yeah, I wouldn't. That, that, that just, that, that, that's, that's a month of not going outside for me. Yeah, you're, you're doomed now. Okay, we're going to have to quickly move on. So the missing word, okay? So uh, the missing word. So number one, uh, Effie, this is for you. This is about uh, Shikari Rishan. So Shikari is out. What? 
of Olympics? <laughs> well, that's true. So I'll give you two points for that. <laughs> it's it's out on a high, <laughs> out on a high. It's kind of it's a it was a tabloid headline. Okay, uh, Derek, over to you. Okay, football's yep. coming. <laughs> <laughs> football's coming. What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you two points for being obvious, but no, it's football's coming okay. to us to a city near you in 2024 because they're going to continue the uh, the experiment of uh, spreading across the continent of Europe. Okay, number three. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is about uh, Radu Chano, the, the uh, English, well, Canadian English girl, uh, Romanian girl. Okay, so Anastasia, for you. She's what? Very what? And she thinks what? So I need three <laughs> words. Just three <laughs> words for those what. So she's... <laughs> she's a new star. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, you have to. Okay, what you do is you just tell me what words should go in. So she's something, then very something, and she thinks something. So whatever comes in place of something, that's what you have to tell me. Uh, I would go with the star. Okay, so she's a star. Okay, and then uh, she. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> um. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You can just guess. (laughs) Okay, she's a new star. Okay. I'm going to give you two points because it's... She's she's hungry, very ambitious, and she thinks big. So... (laughs) I I think (laughs) you... No, if you're here till tomorrow, we still be struggling. (laughs) All right, Andrew, over to you very quickly, all right? Uh, England fans transported to what? I don't say Australia. I, was, I swear to God, I was going to be, I hope most of them do get so <laughs> England fans transported to uh, Gareth Southgate heaven. Well, kind of, yeah. I'll give you two points for that. It's an unfamiliar world. <laughs> so it is sad. All right, Peter Peter, well, come that on. That would be unfamiliar too. Yeah, Peter Peter, <laughs> you've got to get this one. You've got to get this one, okay? All right, you've got to get this one. This is about Ra- Rafael Benitez, okay? He has just been appointed for the blue team in Liverpool. So, Benitez bound to what? And don't say Andy Mack. He's not bound to Andy Mack or any part of Andy Mack. <laughs> yeah, to uh, come out on top, don't take it sexually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to give you 10 points for that one. <laughs> Look, that is very good. No, it's bound to divide opinion at Everton. <laughs> I, I, I keep it very simple, folks. You mess it up for me. Right, we're quickly now going into the uh, either or round. Okay, <clears throat> this is all about Euro semi-finals. Okay, so here we go. Starting off with Effie. So uh, the losing semi-finalists in 1992. Okay, in Sweden were Holland. Okay, Sweden and, so, which other country who also lost in the semi-final? Holland or Belgium? Holland or Belgium? You're looking at me now, because <laughs> <laughs> to see what, what uh, the emphasis. Some help. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll go for Holland. Oh, you went well, well done. Ten points. Okay, ten points. Well done. Okay, so you are, oh, you're actually, you're kind of out in lead at the moment. Yeah, you're on 12 points. Uh, so you're level with uh, Anastasia and Andrew. Well done. Okay, uh, the next up, Derek. Derek, for you. All right, so losing semi-finalists in 2008, Russia and, is it Turkey or France? So Russia lost in semi-finals in 2008. Who also lost in semi-finals? Was it Turkey or France? Um, 
semi-finalist. I'm going to go with uh, Turkey. Oh, well done. Well done. Well done. That's it. So 12 points. Oh, it's getting very, very tight at the top right now. Okay, there's three, four people on 12 points, but this could decide it right now. So, Anastasia, question to you, okay? So, Cristiano Ronaldo scored, okay, in the semi-final in 2004, okay, against the Netherlands. Is that true or false? False. <gasps> you sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Unlucky. You did very well. You're, but you're still, you're still in the joint lead, okay? Joint lead. So this is up to Andrew now, okay? Andrew, the USSR beat who in the 1988 semifinals in Germany? Was it West Germany or Italy? West Germany or Italy? Of course, they played Holland in the final. So who did they beat in the semifinal? Oh, I mean, I... I'm trying to remember this. I'm going to go Italy, but I'm sure I'm wrong. No, you are correct. Well done. So it was Italy. West Germany were beaten by the Netherlands. Okay. Uh, finally, Peter P. Peter P. You can you can you can put yourself in the second place with this one. So, question for you. Okay. In 2016, okay, Cristiano Ronaldo scored in the semi-final and. Who else scored for Portugal in the semi-final? Was it Renato Sanchez or Nani? Renato Sanchez or Nani? Uh, I'm going to wing it. It's, it's, I think it's Nani. Well done, well done, well done. So well done. You stroll into second place. Okay, so Andrew Flint wins with 22. Peter in second on 20. And then we have a tie for the bronze medal. So we've got three bronze medalists, Derek, Effie and Anastasia. They all finish on 12 points. Okay, so on that note, I say thank you very much, guys, on the uh, Skype call. We'll talk to you all, of course, next week. Uh, thank you very much, Anastasia. Thank you very much. You enjoyed your <laughs> debut here with us? Yes, very much. Okay, and you come back and join us again? Of course. Excellent. Effie, all good? Yeah, great. Thank you. Okay. And, well, and Effie, you said you were going to get no points, but you finished third. You got a bronze medal. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds so... We celebrate now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go party now. Okay, folks. So again, um, we do know, we've already said who is going to win. Of course, uh, for my money, I will say it. I, I will, I'm not forced to say it, but I do think it'll be a Spain-Denmark final. There you go. That's I'm leaving it out there for folks. Okay, folks, we're going to go out to uh, the new week. Going to wish everyone well. Uh, regular sort of the show, Anna, she's not well. She's in hospital right now with a uh, bad dose of COVID, so get well very, very soon. And folks... Uh, you're going to enjoy this uh, final song of the evening. Trust me, you're going to have fun. Uh, this is Marlon Rudette, a new age, back with you with more Capital Sports next Sunday night. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. If love was a word, I don't understand. The simplest sound, four letters. Whatever it was, I'm over it now. With every day, it gets better It gets better Are you loving the pain? 